0: So rumor has it, I've talked to Aaliyah and Jordan, and they said playing in PMAC is one of the toughest gyms to play in. So what makes it so tough to play there? Because we literally got
1: the best fans in the world. Like, for real, like, <laughs> they get so turned. Like, it's like just like a different kind of energy. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like a championship game every game we play. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to come with the energy. They're going to come with the competitiveness. And, like, it be loud. Like, it be rocky. Like, we had, like, 11,000 people in the PMAC. And it was rocking. So, like, oh, y'all were live. Yeah. So, our fans just bring that energy for real. Like, and then once we get rolling, it's over with. Yeah. That home court advantage is something serious.
0: I mean, I heard about it. And I mean, I bet it was crazy when that Simone Augusta statue was energy that day just even crazier. Oh, yeah. It
1: was even crazier because, you know, people, we love Simone Augusta and Baton Rouge, they really love her. So, yeah. It was a crazy, crazy turnout.
0: People really came out. That sounds insane. I mean, the Maples energy be. It be something, but I don't think it'd be like that. Like eleven thousand deep, just it's different. Now the people be rocking, especially like and yeah. like now the people saying like, you know, we a girls basketball school because like we be having mm-hmm. the
1: highest attendance. You feel me? So it's yeah. it's crazy to play in there
0: for sure. That's what you like to hear. Women's basketball schools you feel around me the country. Now, women's yeah. Basketball hey everyone, welcome to the Sometimes I Hoop podcast. It's your host, Haley Jones. I'm here with the star of the show. I got Big Four in the building today. McDonald's All American, Jordan Brand Classic MVP, three time SEC Freshman of the Week, Buckets and Bars Under Rock Nation, the two way star, Flajay Johnson, making a lot of noise early in your freshman year at LSU. Thanks for hopping on the pod. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Oh, please, please. How are you? How are we today? We're doing good. We're vibing. We're vibing. Well, we're more than halfway into the season. You're about mid-year, your first year at LSU. Tell me, you know, what have been some highs and lows so far? What have been the ups and the downs? Take me into it.
1: The highs has just been playing in the PMAC, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just being on that floor, playing at the highest level, for real, for real. Playing mm-hmm. against good competition and really just having fun. I feel like okay. right now I'm living my dream. It's been loads of like just being a freshman and being away from home, not being able to be with my little brothers how I want to be and stuff like that. But it's like, it's a lot of this. Like it's a real rollercoaster,
0: yeah. but it's fun though. The freshman year is definitely a roller coaster. Of finding your place on the team. It's different. You're away from home for the first time. I get it. What's been the most surprising thing for you in your freshman year so far? Um, the
1: most surprising thing for me is that like I've been, I've been able to start like on a great team with great players, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and we deep, you know what I mean? Especially in the guard position. So being in that starting lineup was like, wow. Like, that was a big deal for me.
0: Yeah, starting at a freshman is crazy, especially, you know, on an amazing team in a great conference, this and that. I mean, have you been able to learn from your teammates and, like, that first practice coming in? Did you have any type of, like, ego check, like, dang, I'm not just going to come in here and just go crazy first day? Like, were there any types of that for you, things for you to have to settle in, in into a great team like that? Oh, yeah.
1: It was a check for sure, but it was, like, mm-hmm. it was a check, like, dang, like, I got a lot to learn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you coming from high school and you like, okay, like I'm the GOAT. You feel me? Like I'm finna just come in and kill, but it's a lot of stuff I didn't know. Like, especially on the defensive end, it was like yeah. in high school, I didn't play no defense. So coming here, <laughs> I had to really, like, really learn how to guard and defend and have fun with that. And like, that took a little minute for me to learn, but once I got it, it was fun. I'm like, but I came yeah. in like with confidence and I'm still keeping that confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, yeah. like, I got to be in that headspace. Because you playing with great players, so you have to, like, play up to their level. Really, like, who I'm playing with, like, Angel Reese, like, what she doing right now is, like, mm-hmm. unheard of. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's averaging, like, 14 points, 8 rebounds at halftime. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, just seeing, like, what she doing, how she trailblazing, that's really dope. I ain't never seen nothing like it in my life. I ain't going to lie to you, like... It's, like, crazy for me to watch. I'm, like, playing with her. I'm seeing her do this. Like, I'm watching her play, watching her take my rebounds. Like, it's it's crazy. It's
0: crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, for sure. I mean, playing with a player like that who's just hooping is amazing to see, you know— their game, their work ethic, then transfer onto the big stage night in and night out and being their teammate is something really special to be a part of. So how was that, you know, she transferred from Maryland this year. How was that building chemistry as a team with kind of a new group? You know, it's still Kim's first years at Baylor. How was that in the off season, getting that chemistry right so y'all could come in and hoop during the season?
1: Um, It's easy when, like, when you just got good vibes. You know what I mean? You do stuff yeah. as a team, team bond and stuff like that, and everything's sort of, like, pretty much just coming together. But, like... Everybody just got to know that we're doing this for the team. Like, it's not about one person. Mm -hmm. We're not playing selfish. And then it's just like building that chemistry. And it's really easy to do when nobody, like, coming with ulterior motives. And it's just like a family vibe, you know what I
0: mean? So what were some of those things y'all were doing in the off season to create that chemistry? Like you said, family vibes, having fun, this and that. What was one of your favorite memories? You know,
1: that? we was just, we was, lit. we was outside for real, for real. You know, Baton Rouge would be uh-huh. lit. And then especially like going to football games, tailgating, game stuff like that. Just being around the people, being around each other. It really just meshed us together. But yeah, we we was outside for sure.
0: <laughs> nah, for sure. For sure. Now that you're into SEC play, one of the best conferences in the country, what have been your first impressions of the SEC? Really, like, this
1: fun because, like, everybody was getting on us because we didn't have, like, a, we had a like a week non-conference schedule. Like, we didn't play nobody. Mm-hmm. So, when I first, I was like, at first, I was like, ooh, it's true, playing the SEC, playing the SEC. And then I came, first game in the SEC, I had double-double. I was like, okay, yeah, I can get used to this. Like, playing mm-hmm. against, like, big people like me, we the same size or they even bigger, and you know. I'm still performing and executing. They really gave me confidence. Like, you know, I could play at this level. Like, for real, for real. Because the games yeah. we were playing before and not conference, I was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, anybody could beat them. But, like, being able to play and hold my own against great teams, like, that was big for me.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a confidence booster, just knowing that, like, okay, I, I hooped against other d one getting into it, but now you're, like, power five conference play. This is the cream of the crop here. And you're still hooping. It's it's a confidence booster for sure. For real. Okay, so with conference play just starting up right now, we're seeing a lot of upsets like we did at the start of the season. So yeah. Colorado beat number 14, Arizona in the pack. West Virginia beat Baylor. Washington State upset Oregon. North Carolina just beat NC State. USC took us now. Still a bit of a soft spot. <laughs> Don't, not, read, not ready to talk <laughs> about it. But, you know, what do you think about the landscape of women's hoops right now? Just so many teams being so good. You never know night and night out. How is that?
1: it's amazing you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. because now it's like dang it's 11 playing field like it ain't like how it was no like in previous years like everybody's good and I think the skill level in women is rising so much that it's just becoming such a treat to watch like you never know who gonna win like you never know like I like you could say this but you know this team might come out and be way more prepared than this team, and it's over when they yeah. upset. Or this team didn't come and play how they usually do, and they over when it's upset. Like, you got to bring your A game every game. That's why, I like, playing in these leagues are so cool because, like, you got to be on point every every game. And if you're the yeah. best and you really focus, like, you going to be on point. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you just can't have no no hiccups. Like, that's what I learned, too, playing in college. Like, you could be up mm-hmm. 15, a little run go on, and you down. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's <laughs> it really
0: seeing that the game is growing.
1: So it's pretty cool.
0: No, it, it definitely. The game is growing. And there's just so many, like, I feel like there's so many hidden talents out there that you may not be hearing about in high school or even in college that also yeah. they have some breakout season and they're on the front lines everywhere. So, like, are there any players that you can think of that you're like, oh snap, like they're trying not to go crazy. I mean, I know for me, it, it's Miss Tanaya at Florida State. Like I, mean, I knew, I knew she was gonna be a hooper. Nah, hoopier, nah, but nah. Let dang. me tell you, I already knew that though, because
1: I played yeah. with her
0: had the same mm-hmm. trainer
1: I played with her, I knew that. Like nobody could stop her going to the rim. Yeah. And she playing defense. Like she in that POY category. Like that's how she playing right now at Florida State. It's so dope to see because she played like we was like in the same like in the same state. So like mm-hmm. we was right next to each other. So I already knew she was destined for greatness. Like like they you know when she going to the rank, right, they can't stop her. But like oh, I yeah. feel like I feel like this goes to show like little girls who be worried about being ranked and being all of this. It mm-hmm. don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter because no you matter. come to college you swim with the sharks now, so like you you gotta show you a big dog. And I think that's important too. That the little girl's looking like, wow, like I can really do it. Like, um, who else I played with? Genesis Bryan from Illinois. Is she going stupid yeah, right now. You know she what I'm is. saying? So it's just like different people in them different spaces. Like it's it's just dope to see she transferred and now she doing her thing. It's so good. Women hoops is just this is growing. Becoming. It's is so
0: good. It's just growing. Just so it's happy fun. to see it. It's fun. Okay, so Angels hooping, you got Alexis Morris hooping, you're killing it. But y'all got a tough schedule coming up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of see teams that has slow ranks, you know, unranked teams, slow starts just at the beginning of the season. Now they're at the top of their conferences, right? Right, right. Y'all got yeah. South Carolina early February. Are you excited? we nervous? What what are the vibes? Um, We're definitely excited to keep playing our
1: games against great teams. Like, that's all we want to do. We feel like, yeah, we're going and going and going. But, like, we ain't really do nothing yet. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. we we looking to go to Final Four. Like, that's where our am at. You know what I'm saying? But it's like one game at a time type thing. But, you know, that's definitely, like, on the radar now. Like, it's coming up quicker, like, faster and faster and faster. So, that's something that's really on the radar. But, like, we're just trying to, like, build as a team on these games that we playing. So, when we get there, it could be easier for us, you know what I'm saying, to transition and be able to make that game what it's going to be. But I'm excited, me personally. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, yeah. that's like the talk of the town. You want to beat the best to be the best. So that's who we are.
0: You don't want to be that big fish in a small pond. You want to be the big yeah, fish exactly, in the exactly. country in the biggest pond. Right. Playing these teams in the early season, non-conference, whatever it be, early SEC season, all it's going to do is prep you for the rest of the season. Right. And it's going to get you ready for those big games down the line. Like you said, if you have Final Four aspirations, you got to play Final Four teams. Otherwise, exactly. you're not going to know how you're going to measure up. Right. So, I mean, I love that mindset, especially being as young as you are. Mm. So you know approaching these big games what's the mindset like in the locker room the weeks moving into those practices this and that we just keep our same
1: mindset like we just do what we do you know what I'm saying like playing for Kim Muggle, like we just got it's just certain standards here you feel me like it's certain mm-hmm. standards and for some people they're too high to reach and if you ain't yeah. on the bandwagon then you're gonna get left but like Everybody' mind is at that standard. Like, you're going to practice at this standard, you're going to play at this mm-hmm. standard, and you have expectations at this standard on and off the court. So the standard that we own, it just makes everything easier. You know what I'm saying? Practice all, play all. Like, me, I just like to work. Like, I'm going to just be in the gym, getting up shots, working on my handle, mm-hmm. whatever I need to do, because I know that when the game comes, like, I got to be on point. You know what I mean? So that's like just playing at a certain standard, practicing at a certain standard. Like, once it get easy... Then it's like, okay, we gotta up it, but like it's so the standard is so high that she keep us to that. It, you know, it's hard to go above it. <laughs> for real, for real.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you can't really get complacent, right? I think that it's something hard that you gotta deal with, especially you know playing for somebody like Kim. She expects greatness, and I'm sure she expects that every day, just like Tara does. And sometimes it can be exhausting, but it's also you understand to be a championship team, you got to practice at a championship level. Right. Which I think is, it's it's hard, but I mean, it's what you want. So you're going to work it's for it. It's so hard.
1: It's so hard, especially yeah. like mentally. I think a lot of like people, like they don't really understand like being a college athlete. It's not a, only so physically, it's like mentally as well. Like you really got to be mm-hmm. on point with your mental. Like you got to wake up every day and like, like really like be at this level. Mentally, you can be like, okay, today I'm going to make this a good day. Regardless how I feel, regardless if my body hurt, regardless if I got three classes and I got this and I got that, I still gotta come mm-hmm. and play and keep my head on straight, be a good teammate, have good energy for this two hour, three hour practice. You feel me? So that's the thing. No, that's what I'm, sure. that's what I'm working on, like as a freshman. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. being able to be there. Cause sometimes I'm like, bro, I am exhausted. You know what I mean? Like I am tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But being yeah. able, to, you still gotta show up. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like mm-hmm. they ain't like, like everybody tired flaw. So. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got the same schedule, so you feel me so now I got
0: you two-hour three-hour practices <laughs> that's a hefty amount of time to be locked in I mean I remember my freshman year I didn't know that we were gonna have three-hour practice every single day so I remember I was looking at our schedule I said hey now that says three thirty 30 or 6 what are you what yeah. we well, doing that whole time so you get up in there <laughs> and I'm I'm running I'm tired I'm gassed and Tara be on that 10 second water break yeah. so by the time she go go get your water I pick it up and she, we're back on the court, oh, and I'm like, "What are we doing that whole time? Whoa, what are we doing? Where's my break?" And so I learned to love film sessions, and it's like, you know, you hate watching your mistakes, but it gets to the point in the season where I'm like, "Let's watch the turnovers, girl. Turn it on. Miss Out's. Keep it rolling. But, A thousand
1: percent. You know, I, yeah, I never watched film in high school ever. Like my, that was yeah. my When I first came here, I, I watched my highlights. You feel me? But I never watched film. <laughs> so when I came here. That's all you need. And coached that at practice and my turnovers on the board, I'm like, yeah, why are we doing this? You know what I'm saying? In front yeah. of everybody though. But no, mm-hmm. I, I go to my coach. I have it set up in my schedule now. Like, I'm going to watch film on this day. I'm going to work out on this day. So like, and it's like the hardest thing to do, especially after you play bad. you like, I don't want to
0: watch. You be dreading it. But
1: it's like essential for real. Film.
0: Yeah. The biggest change for me was the pace of college basketball. Mm -hmm. It's fast. And if you're not going to do it, somebody else is going to come get it done because the players who may not even be playing, McDonald's All-Americans, Gatorade Players of the Year, this and that. And it's such a high level competition. So what's been the biggest adjustment for you going from high school to college?
1: I thought, me personally, I thought it would be the pace, but it, it hasn't been the pace because I I, mm-hmm. I really, like, I play hard. Like, I like to run. You know what I'm saying? I like to move fast, I like to get up the court. It's just been making the right reads. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and not getting startled by the defense. You feel me? Like, people playing real deal, you yeah. still got to be able to make these decisions and still be able to operate. Like, I feel like being able to talk on defense, like, probably the most important thing ever in basketball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. At the one time you gotta be here, you gotta see ball. You gotta be in help. You gotta see a man. You gotta I'm like, God, like, okay, like you doing you doing six things at once. Yeah. And you got a rebound. You feel me? So it's like that was the biggest thing for me, like being everywhere at one time, but like being where I'm at, like being where I'm supposed to be. Like that probably had to be the hardest adjustment for me. Like being yeah. online with the ball on help side and all of that. I did not understand that. I was like, yo, I ain't never gonna start because I don't know where to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's to <laughs> be lost. I'm so lost. But that's where film came yeah. in, and that's when I really like got it. Like that that had to be the biggest adjustment for me, just being where I'm supposed to be at the
0: right time. It's hard, I mean, especially as a guard. You got to know what you're doing and what everybody else is doing, offense and defense. Yeah, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. It, talking through the fatigue, Like I'd be tired. And I'd be like, okay, well, I still got to know how to do this. Yes. And you're trying to talk, and it just be taking it out of you. There's so much going on all the time. Yes. But freshman year, will do it to you. Those first few practices, I'd be trying to talk, and I don't know what's going on. And I'm just looking around like, Tar, I don't know how you want me to do that. And I don't even know where my girl is. Like, she just went back door. I said, back door. Oh, the back door. <laughs> I'd be like somebody and in our offense I love throwing that backdoor pass but it happens to me I'm like come on yeah come yeah on. yeah I know. And that scout, that scout be so important. I know here, like at stand you, we be loving the scout in every single person. You know, the tendencies and this and yeah. that. Is it like that with y'all? Do y'all be locking in a scout? Because i be calling the other team's plays. I'll be getting in trouble because I'm like, they ran their play wrong. I got beat on this cut because yeah, they yeah. were supposed to go that way. So I'm jumping the cut the wrong way. How is this my fault? I was watching the film, ma'am. Don't sub me out. <sighs>
1: Oh God, like, that's another big thing that I did, like, studying other people. Because I'm like, okay, I'm a big guard, so I'm not the quickies. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I got to know what they kind of doing before they do it. Like, that's like a cheat code for me, you feel me? Yeah. So I do watch a lot mm. of film on the other team. Like, it's, I probably watch more film on them than I do, like, myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I like to know, like, what's going on, what they going to do, how they going to do it. Like, that's big for me, I ain't going to lie.
0: No, for sure. It's important. So have you had, like, a film horror story I know I got a few like I have had times where I've been watching a game and I'd be like "Uh uh-oh sorry girl I like I've been watching like oh let's watch Haley's three turnovers back to back to back and I'm like oh please God (laughs) Jesus save me I do not want to watch this right now and then she'll be like what were you thinking and I'm like well in the moment I thought she was open. As I watch back now, there was no dang way for me to make that pass. Oh, God. There's no way. So do you have a horror story from your freshman year so far? I have so many <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: please. <laughs> so please. many, like, bro, like, it's like the turnovers be the most embarrassing thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, because in the game, I swear they be open. And then I'm like, okay. I swear. Did you not see the open? the
0: defense be invisible? They exactly, be invisible.
1: Exactly. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, they, but they, like, Do you not see that help back there? And it's clear as day. And I'm like, dang, I didn't see it. Yeah. So, like, it would just be the turnovers. And, like, usually, ooh, it was one time, it was just like the first player of the game passed me the ball. I tried to pass it to Angel, threw it in the air. I was like, oh my God, airball pass. I don't know what happened, but that probably had to be the worst thing ever. Everybody in the film, like, cricket, silent. That that was the worst. Yeah.
0: First play of the game, though. First play of the game is definitely tough. Like, you're out here trying to set the tone, and you're just like, dang, take it back. (laughs) Deadly. Take it back. Ugh. Because the whole gym, especially at the beginning of the game, all the fans be on their feet. They already
1: turned, and then they hit you with that. Oh, I'm like, Oh. oh.
0: I'd be like, my bad. My bad. Give me another chance, please. Please don't stop me out quiet yet. I'll be exactly, with you. Actually, not yet. I'll be pleading my case to Tara, but she don't be hearing it. She'd be like, mm-mm, uh-uh, I gave you a shot. Yeah, facts. But for me playing for a coach like Tara, legendary, right? Same thing with Kim Mulkey. She's a legendary trailblazer, everything that she did at Baylor, her being a player herself, like, she's known for being tough with those standards that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But how would you describe playing for her her coaching style how is it playing for a coach like her
1: um you just gotta be on point I'm telling you Mm -hmm. because like it's like she expects so much for you because she's on that level you know what I'm saying that she's already seen it so really it's easy to trust everything she's saying because she has so much so many accolades to back it up so it's like yeah she's telling you this but she is like she's the type of coach she build that confidence in you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, she build that confidence, like, you could do this. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, she make you feel like it's a challenge, like a big challenge. You know what I mean? Like, let yep. me see what you could do. Let me see what you made of. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. it's like, for me, if, as a freshman, it's like making, I'll be trying to be so on point. And I'll be thinking, and I, I had to stop thinking,
0: like, with her.
1: Like, what yeah. the coach tell you, like, that's a terrible shot. But she at the same time, she of course tell you, sh- keep shooting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. find your rhythm. So it's like playing with, on oh, for somebody like that, that's going to build their confidence up and up and up. It's so fun. And then being able to learn from her, like she's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. That's what I wanted to be around was greatness. So like, I feel like I made the right decision by coming here. It's like a perfect balance.
0: I kind of want to take it back to the beginning. Why basketball? What Got you into it? Why do you love it? This and that. Take me back to the origin. I started playing basketball when I was four years old with the boys. And I was just
1: hooping. And then, like, basketball, it was just something that I could do all day. And, like, I didn't get tired of it. And it was, like, mm-hmm. a fun thing for me. So I just kept on doing and doing and doing it. And I realized I was good. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, this lit. Because, yeah, like, nah, I'm, I'm beating the boys. So I'm turned. Like, I don't even play with the girls. Like, I'm beating the boys. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on one. So it just became like Mm -hmm. that, that safe space for me. So it was pretty cool.
0: You're being the boys, you're being the girls, all that. When did you start getting recruited? When would you get that first letter? What was that moment like for you?
1: That didn't happen until end of my junior year. I came on the circuit real late, like 10th grade. Mm -hmm. I got, oh, no, no. I got my first offer from Ole Miss end of 10th grade. So. Okay. Sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year. So I'm planning this in this little camp. But this, because I was taking music series, I'm like, bro, I could hoop, yeah. it. Like, I ain't finna do that. Nah, I can't. Okay. I ain't even know college was like, I knew it was like a real thing, but I'm like, it ain't like, I ain't going to college for this Like That ain't in my plans. I wasn't even planning to go to college. I was just want to focus on my music. Mm-hmm. Then, that's when this man came up to me, my uncle, he owned the studio, but the man on the AU team. So we like, mess with this man with me, you know what I'm saying? I know you, you, you focus on your music, but you you good at basketball, so just try. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So I go to my first tournament, boom. I ain't even played in my first AU tournament. It was just a regular school tournament. And Coach mm-hmm. Yo from Old Miss, she offered me, she gave my first offer, my first okay. D1 like SEC offer, for real, for real. Shout out, Coach Yo. Shout out, Coach okay. Yo. Like, she ain't even seen me play. She just watched my film. She was like, damn, like, I need you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang,
1: like, somebody was like, she want to offer you a full scholarship. I'm like, you lying. Put her on the phone with me, and then I'll, you know what I'm <laughs> just saying? Just stop so playing. Be for real. He called me. You know, we a whole Miss, we want to offer you a full scholarship. I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? Like, He said, Me? Yeah, for real. Like Shoot. I was like, so I could post it on Twitter. Like I got an offer. Like I'm geeked up. Like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> this for real. I
0: can take the socials. Come on. Like,
1: bless the receiver offer type vibes. <laughs> I'm like, no. So that's when I was like, hey, it's lit played in my first AAU tournament, they just start rolling. Mm-hmm. Everybody you can name Vanderbilt, Louisville, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Getting all Florida, of them. Texas, yeah. everybody. I was like, Ooh my God. So like First, I'm just like, oh, I ain't never really watched college basketball, especially women's basketball. Like, I never watched mm-hmm. it. I only watched the NBA. So then, like, you know, so you started getting recruited. So now you start watching teams and you start watching systems and you start, you know, figuring out players and stuff like that. I think the first year that I watched it, I think y'all won. That was the first year that I started watching. I'm like, oh.
0: Great year. Yeah. Great year. Great year for sure. <laughs>
1: y'all <laughs> y'all won it. And I'm like, dang. Like, I'm seeing players like um, Paige Booker's and like mm-hmm. just watching everybody. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I could see myself doing that, like on the screen. So then yeah, I was—it was the Kobe year. I think I watched Baylor play against UConn, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's who I want to play for." Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, "I want to play for Kim." Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just like epiphany, and something just came over me, and I got this feeling in my stomach. I was like, "That's who I want to play for." That's why I want to—you know—that's what I want to go do. And then I was like, "But I'm not going to Texas." And she sent me mail yeah. when she was at Baylor, but I'm like, "I'm not even gonna open that because I'm not—I'm not going to Texas. I'm not doing it." She moved to LSU and I was like, wow, this is perfect. Like, this is perfect. Like I'll go to Baton Rouge, you know what I'm saying? Like it remind me of Savannah, my uncle Boosie from here. You know what I'm saying? I got connections down here, so I'm like, perfect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then ever since then she made that move, I I text my coach, Coach Chad. I'm like, I want to play for Kim Oki at LSU. He sent the number and it was history from there. Like came on my visit, they showed me mad love. Like, I mean, the best visit I could ask for. And then that's mm-hmm. how I knew that they really wanted me. And that's when I knew I wanted to come.
0: That sounds like the perfect story. <laughs> Amazing, perfect. honestly, for real. Yeah, for real. you want to play for Kim. She moves to LSU. Done deal. It's history. Right. I and love
1: that. Yeah, and it was like, at this point, it wasn't no Angel Reese coming. Like, it wasn't, you know, I was the first big time recruit like that yeah. came to so. It was like I was taking a chance coming to LSU because I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know what's going on for real about like the players that's coming. But it all fell together. The pieces all came together. So it was perfect. Yeah.
0: I love that story. Wow. I did not expect that story, but I love it. I feel like we have such different upbringings with basketball. Like, of course, we've been doing for a long time. I've been doing since forever. But like you had such a passion for music and you were ready to not through school, you're just going to pursue that, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I grew up with my parents were high school coaches. So like, I just grew up in the gym, that type of situation. It was yeah. always kind of the path for me. But how do you think that, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit, but how did your passion for music impact the recruiting process that you had? Like, were those, yeah. were certain things that you want to do with music? Were they like non-negotiables with certain schools and that enabled you to kind of wind it down a little bit or how did that work? It did, like, it did, because, like, then a lot of teams start asking me, like, so
1: what's up with your music? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they was like, one team told me, he was like, you know, I know you're playing basketball, but music is, like, is it secondary? Is it this and is that? And I'm like, like, I'm definitely not going to be able to go here, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. music is so important to me. And what's crazy with with LSU, when I came on my visit, they took me to a studio. Like mm. And I was like They knew they, they knew what they
0: were doing I was mm-hmm. like Okay they, they get it You know
1: what I'm saying They get it They know that music Is like an outlet for me And Coach Moki She was like In the off season I want you to do your thing Like you feel me Like I know that's what you need to do. Like, I'm like, yeah, cause like, this is how I take care of my family, like, you feel me? So yeah. she was like, during the season, I need you locked in on basketball, it's basketball time. And I was like, I can respect that. Cause that's how she take care of her family. So I was like, we had a mutual understanding and agreement, like this is what I'm gonna do. But like, when I get weekends off, I get free days or whatever, I'm in the studio, I'm whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I always was like, basketball was a priority for me anyway. Like I'm already in the gym all day anyway. Cause that's just what I love to do. Like they keep me away from everything like you know what I'm saying yeah. like I, in my senior year I was homeschooled so we was we had classes online so I'm bringing my laptop in the gym and I'm just on Zoom in the gym like the whole day you feel me so like mm-hmm. I've always been in that bag with it but it was like hard because a lot of schools they didn't want me to do music and then a lot of coaches didn't recruit me because of that Yeah. and so I, I always told myself when I get to play against them yeah, it's gonna be up cause like they
0: was like yeah you, you gonna feel it
1: yeah they was like you I, I wanna offer you but I can't bull job bull job but I was like Let's go, Kay. You're yeah. going to film.
0: All that does is fuel your fire when you play them. You're like, facts, all right. Facts, Circle facts. that on your schedule. I'm sure I'll be able to see in the box score. And now you're like, it's time to go. Like, Most it's definitely. go time today. Most definitely. Which is dope. But more about music. So when did creating music for you, when did that kind of click that you were like, okay, like, I want to pursue a career in this. This is something serious for me where it's more than a passion. It's a career that I want to pursue.
1: I've done music my whole life since I was, like, seven years old. When I was seven, like, my uncle, he used to write my raps for me. This is what I want to do for real, like. Because I had – I really wrote these lyrics, and it had an impact on me, and then it had an impact on the world. Like, my, it went viral. Like, it had, like, got, like, 30 million views or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I really like that. You know what I'm saying? And I was on there, and Simon Cowell, he was telling me, like, you're going to be a superstar and stuff like that. And I mean, he should have never told me that because now I go nowhere without my glasses on. <laughs> you ain't never look back. For real, I keep my glasses on. I keep my vibe on right. You know what I'm saying? But he told me, like, you really going to be a superstar. And I was like, wow. So I took that, ran with it. It really built up the confidence in me because I was like, mm-hmm. I'm a young black girl, like, and it's it's hard for people to do things the way that I'm doing them because I'm not doing, like, the regular rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not cussing, I'm not showing off my body and stuff like that, so it's different, you know what I mean? But it's like, I'm going to keep it like that because, like, that's who I am. And just, like, being an athlete blends while, like, doing something that's never been done before. Like, that's why I also think coaches was nervous because, like, you and nobody ever seen, like, somebody do it how I want to do it. Like, both of my careers at the same time, you know what I'm saying, on a major scale, though, you feel me? So... It's like, doing something that's never been done before, it's like I'm kind of, like, trailblazing it. Yeah. And I think, like, the, my passion for music is just, it's unexplainable. You know, you get that feeling when you're in a court and you feel like you just focus and there's nothing else around you. That's how I feel, like, when I'm in music. Or, like, you win a big game, like, that's how performing feel for me. So it's, like, those same areas. It's, like, a balance in them.
0: You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say you're trailblazing, literally, in every sense of the word. Like, nobody's really ever done what you're doing before. And... It's a process, but what's been your favorite part of that process of figuring out how to balance both your passions, how to pursue both to the fullest without burning out, this and that? What's been your favorite part of it?
1: First has just been knowing when to rest. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like My coach, Coach Starkey, always tell me, he was like, you ever heard of the act story? He was like, yeah, one man, he cutting down the trees, cutting down as many trees as he can. But the other man, he's sharpening his axe. You feel me? He's sharpening mm-hmm. it. Then he going to cut. He going to cut. And then he sharpen it. So he would just tell him like, the other axe is gonna get dull. You keep chopping and chopping and chopping. But if mm-hmm. you stop, take your time and sharpen your axe. Sharpen your axe. That's important. So I was on my Kobe time and where I'm trying to get like three, four workouts a day. I'm trying to go to class, do all this, and then by the end of the week, I'm toast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we're just learning that, and then like just becoming closer to God and my faith, because like, you get to a point where it's like. I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really get to that point. Like, I don't think I could do this. But, you know, just like believing in something that's bigger than you. That's been important to me. It's like just learning more about my faith, being on my journey. And then like being able to apply that. You know what I'm saying? Just to realize that I am doing something that's bigger than me. That's the mindset, yeah.
0: It's an amazing mindset to have. But, okay. Kind of switching up a little bit here. Still on the topic of music. Mm-hmm. So dream scenario, right? In the future. Or now. Shoot. Who are the top three artists that you want to collaborate with? J Cole, he's my top
1: one in the world. Okay, he's my favorite yep. man in the world. Uh huh. Rod Wave, that's my guy. Yep. He make me cry. And um. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kaylani. I love Kaylani. I love Kaylani. Love Kaylani. <laughs> love Kaylani. Can't say it enough. Wait, okay. I got to do four because I'm big four. And Adele. Okay. I love Adele. Oh my God. Oh my oh, God. Oh my God. I love Adele. I love your list. Adele, I, love I love
0: your you. list. Adele, I
1: love you. Uh-huh. Adele. I love your listening. <laughs> if you're watching, we have your biggest you, fan.
0: <laughs> I love you. Oh, I just
1: love that. Like, oh, I just love music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All of those people, like, I feel like they bring something different to the industry, but. Mm-hmm. I really want to do something. Like if I could, oh, that's my top
0: list right there. That's an amazing list. Cole, you got a little bit By of everything with, yeah. going on. A little on. bit of, you know, I'm everywhere with it. You know what yeah. I'm i love that. Big fool. But okay. So you talk about lots of different genres going on there. Yeah. And you talk about how each of them brings something different into the space of music. What do you think is your niche? Like what about you, Flauget, big fool? What is it that you bring into space? That's different. What is, you know, Man, what are you banking on? It's
1: like a clean vibe. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. accept this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if you walk in a room and you yourself, you know what I'm saying? You're going to bring this light to others for them to be like, then I could be me and it ain't got to be what the, what the norm is. You know what I'm saying? Or what the mm-hmm. regular is. Like, you don't got to be that. Like, I'm big foe, B-I-G, be intelligent gang. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, you don't have to follow the other wave. Like, I see like, it's a lot of negativity going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to bring a positive space to the industry for real, for real. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I say, like, my mindset be different, like, thinking about stuff. Like, I love seeing positive stuff. I feel like now everything, the social media is all saturated. Like, you won't get through five posts and see something that's not negative. It ain't, it just ain't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just feeding people good stuff. Like that's all I want to do. Like I was talking to my friend, I was like, i want to go feed the homeless and stuff like that, post it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And they was like, "Were you sure you want to post it? Cause like, you know, you know how people say, I'm like, bro, like it's a, it's a million negative things on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's put some positive Mm -hmm. on the feed. Like, let's spread that. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the kind of vibe I'm bringing. Like just be yourself it's a lot of comparisons and stuff like that. But man, you got to be yourself, especially in this time. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of vibe I want to bring. Just a good accepted vibe. Like, come vibe with us type thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Any little deposit that you can give into positivity, into authenticity, genuine, all that is huge. That's the word. Authenticity. I'm right. There you go. Yeah, write that one down. Add it to the, add it to the list. But you know, just talking about music and as big as it is for you, if you could talk about, let's say you were to make a playlist or like a song. Let's go with a song that represents how your freshman year has gone. Maybe one that you came into college with and now where you're at now. Has there been a different of uh, vibes and energy switch? Like what songs would you say represent how your freshman year has been been going for you? Wait, it gotta be it can it be any song? Yeah, it could be any song. It could be a few. It could be just kind of ones to represent your vibes. Being at school, hit me with it. I got two. Okay
1: grateful I like grateful by DJ Khaled you know what I'm saying because I feel like you know you gotta listen to that a little bit every morning because you just wake up and you realize like wow I'm really living my dream so like sometimes we get caught up in you know what we are doing and how hard it can be that we forget to appreciate like now I wasn't here a year ago Mm -hmm. or I wasn't here six months ago so being grateful and then um ride wave counted steps I listen to that because it's like Even small steps, you know what I'm saying? Every Mm -hmm. day small steps, like it's still progress. I think people forget that too. Like I be so caught up in my goals, I forget that these little victories, like you gotta celebrate those as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta celebrate the victories and you gotta celebrate the losses too. And that's just what I've been working on. So them two songs right there really explain my freshman year so far. Okay. Being grateful and then counting the small things.
0: That's good stuff right there. Being grateful and keeping track of the small things, all that and everything in between, everything matters. For real. Okay, so switching topics a little bit. NIL, crazy. It's new, it's everywhere. When did it get big for you? How's it been balancing basketball and hip hop in Ooh. this space? Tell me about it. It got big for me before I went to
1: college. It got real big. <laughs> like, I signed my first NIL deal before I even came to campus. You know, I signed my shoe deal with Puma. And, man, like, I was like, this NIL deal going to be some, some. Yeah, it's special. been good to you. It's been beautiful. And, like, it's like, dang, like, I'm in college, you feel me? Like, but it's a job. So even when I do get wrapped up and I'm tired and all this, I'm at the same time, like, bro, you got to perform. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this really your job now. Like, you getting paid the hoop. So, who I just didn't know how big it was going to be in the space. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm like. On oh, like the top ten athletes, that's like in NIL. I think I'm like number five. Like you know what I'm saying. So that's like bitch. you up there, uh, for real. Yeah. So now I'm like now I'm just branching off. Like how can I become a serial entrepreneur? Like it really got me on my business mind. Like I be reading books now, like trying to figure out what's yep. going on. You know what I mean? Like really, just need that. Ooh, let me show you. I'm about to put you on real quick. Okay, put me. This on. It's right here. Read this. It's called. It's Rick Raw's book. It's called Perfect Day to Boss Up. Get you in okay. that mind. And the Alchemist. Perfect Day to Boss Up. You ever the read Alchemist. The Alchemist? I have, I have. Then you know the game, so I, just I know been, you know the game. So I've just been reading books and really trying to just get my mindset where I want to be, and like, man, it just got me real business savvy. Like I even I think I'm thinking I'm to change my major, you know what I'm saying, so that mm-hmm. I can learn more about the business space I want to be in. No, yeah. Because when I when I graduate, I'm like, yeah, I want to go to the WNBA or whatever. But we got a long offseason, you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I want to take advantage of all them opportunities right there. So yeah, it just it, NIA really opened many doors beyond college. Yeah. I'm like, dang, I'm going to try to stay in college
0: as long as I can. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. I mean, it's not just you get this money, it's time to spend it. It's having that mindset of providing for your family, but yeah. more than that, more than just in the now, investing for your future, creating that yeah. generational wealth for the ones to come after you. Exactly, so
1: exactly. Using
0: college for what it's meant to be for. It's yeah. learning, but it's also applying it to your life right now. Yes, yes. Signing a Puma deal, that's amazing. Like, right. how do you, at your age, get to sign these shoe deals? Like, I'm signing with Nike and it's showing that these yeah. young Black women, Black men coming up behind us can do these same things if you apply yourself. So. Tell
1: you, that's big. Congrats it's on
0: big. That. Congratulations It's big. Congratulations on stuff. that. That's a so right it, it is like. And it's being excited for the other people in the space, like that, here, you're at Puma deals and I see it on IG. I'm like, you get it, girl. Oh, like, no, because it's like it's enough space for everybody to win. Like, exactly. You know what
1: I'm saying? And then it's like you seeing people on your same frequency. Like, you love to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, when I got when Kayla told me like you was doing a podcast, I'm like, oh, she she played for Stanford. I'm with that. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Because like you wanna like I would like to grow with people. You know what I'm saying? Especially when somebody already working, it inspired me to keep working. You feel me? Because we doing yeah. the same thing. That just shows oh, possibility. Sure. Be done you know what I'm saying so you trailblazing mm-hmm. too especially in the NIL space just showing people like I'm doing this but I got a whole podcast like ain't mm-hmm. never did nothing like this she sent me a mic like we loaded like it's <laughs> the real
0: deal <laughs> I was excited oh lord this. oh lord man please but, show but you know just kind of talking about having the mindset that you have yeah where that comes from I know for me it comes from my mom and my mom is like my momager now and 100%. she's the closest thing I got so is is your mom also your momager
1: 100 percent like Mm-hmm. man she been doing that since I was seven though like I think my mom like on cause she wasn't on no like you know Joe Jackson stuff with Michael Jackson we like do this do, <laughs> do this you know what I'm saying it wasn't like yeah. that it was kind of close but it wasn't like that but like she really instilled that in me early and then just seeing her wake up five in the morning, go to work, not come back home till late, still cook us dinner, single mom, raising two Mm -hmm. kids. Like it really gave me that hustle. Like I got to go do something. I got to go get something. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lazy bone in my body. My mom is working, working, working. Like she finding a way to make some bread. So that situation right there, she's still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like she's still finding ways. And so yeah, to come to make to all my games. She lives seven hours away, seven hour drive. She come waking up two in the morning and come driving. Like, that's important to me. So Mm -hmm. just seeing my mama work hard while she started her own business now and she managing me and now she getting other clients and getting them deals. Like, it's just beautiful to see. Like, I just really like, that's really my superhero. That's like who I look up to. Cause like, she really doing everything. And I'm like, well, she did that. I can't stop. You know what I'm saying? I got to go bigger. No, for sure.
0: Having that momager is amazing, but I think that relationship also comes with its own struggles, right? It's Ooh. balancing, like, okay, mom, you're my manager, but you're also yes. my mom. So it's like
1: a line. There's a line. There's a fun
0: line. So <laughs> what you know, what would be some of your do's and don'ts when working with your mom Like, what are things you had to work through that relationship?
1: Man, we had to really sit here and talk. Like, and I think Mm -hmm. the distance between us and me going to college really made our relationship much better Mm -hmm. as from a respect thing. Because I'm like, okay, mom, I'm your daughter, I'm your client. But, like, at the same time, like, I'm growing up and I got opinions, too. And you got to respect Mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think now she realized, like, you know, dang, I can't just tell her stuff. I got to Talk to her, and I have to see where she coming from. So, yeah. it's, it, it really helped our relationship like to mend those boundaries, and now we able to work. Yeah, because like we we like partners now, and now we're more like best friends. Like she's still gonna tell me when I'm wrong at any time, Any small inconvenience at college, I'm calling her. <laughs> like um, oh I'm, yeah, if something broke, what do I do? I'm still on that, and like you know it just. Mm-hmm. Having that boundary, it just make everything better. But I feel like now we understand each other and we're able to work very well together for mm-hmm. now.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. All right. So, we're going to do this little section. It's called Vibe Check. It's going to be like fast answers. And I've done this in the past and they aren't really Vapid Fire. So, we're going to work today okay. on rapid fire answers. Ready? I like these. All, right, All right. right. Here goes our Vibe Check. Off the court, what's your go-to sneaker? Puma suede. Okay, what's the one drill you never want to see on your practice plan? Russian, r- Russian, rela- Russian Russian layups, Russian layups. Russian like, layups. Rushing, okay, okay. What's Russian layups? Tell me, tell oh, me. My God. You
1: know, you got a tip drill, tip drill, tip drill, full court, oh. tip drill.
0: Oh, yeah, no, please, God, never. Ooh. Okay, Uh, game-winning shot, game-winning block. Game-winning shot. I got to hit that. And one or three-pointer? And one And one Okay, okay. What's your go-to trash talk line?
1: Give me that. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, yep. give me that. <laughs> give, me
0: that. <laughs> give me that. pause. Aww, I wish you. Give okay. Me that pause. <laughs> um, Ice pack or ice bath? I've gotten to love the ice bath. I love ice bath. I'm not going to Okay. Yeah. As you get older, you start to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. You start I to appreciate that. For real. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your go-to move on the court? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, off the screen, in and out, lay. In and out, lay. Yeah. Lay, yay. All that. All right. Hardest place to play on the road.
1: Yeah, I don't know yet because we didn't really go to any other place, but probably just the first game that was packed, like Arkansas. It was it was okay. it was different. Arkansas. Okay, I got you. No, Missouri. Dro- Ugh, I hate Missouri. Missouri. It's Ooh, so I've nasty. Heard. I do not like that yellow. It's not cute at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Drop a mixtape or an album? Album. That's the big one. Album. What is your biggest basketball ick? Referees who just call dumb stuff like, oh, that is my biggest ick. Like it's like, why are you trying to control the game?
1: I'm saying, like, like, yeah, I don't like that. Don't call everything.
0: Yeah, I got you. Okay. And what is your best impersonation of Coach Moki? Uh oh Uh
1: oh. Uh, okay, I'm on the court. I get beat back door. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. <laughs> get her out of here. <laughs> get her out of here.
0: <laughs> oh no. Yeah. The the second you know you know. Bro, you're you done. already know. Do you see your teammate sitting down on the floor and you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, color. Okay. Okay. Last thing before I let you go here. If you would like to so graciously bless the pod, you got a freestyle off the top of your head you want to hit us with. Show us. we all know you got the talent. Show us something amazing. Hit me with it. Oh, I just dropped a freestyle too. Okay, okay. Here we go. I'm excited. Okay, go on. Why you saying we talk? It ain't last a week,
1: but you liking my story, you gassing me. Are you gonna rap or be an athlete if I'm still doing both? Why you asking me real rich when I shop? I need cash receipts. Wake up and ball, get the cash repeat. Got the city on lock, I been had the key. You can't pay for the feature, don't ask the fee. Do it, I run it up, feel like the renegade. I got a Puma deal, I don't get in the J's. I had to mix up the Sprite with the lemonade. If you try me, they coming, I send the gang. I'm not an amateur, know me in Canada. I put on drip, they bring out the camera. Red carpet, I'm lit, man, I'm flammable. I keep eating these rappers, I'm cannibal, and I just added up ain't no subtraction ain't get to the bag enough ain't no distraction you getting mad because ain't no attachment i want the bitly i think i'm a mad i got the water but i want the patty they want the smoke but they don't want the static they want the issue i swear you can have it you know that i miss you but don't be dramatic they see it on tape they know i'm a killer i'm going so ape i'm going gorilla i stay in the ville i'm going gorilla i'm moving the pieces i'm going matilda I'm in my own way I got plenty options and they say that I ran but I really rocked it and they talk on the ground but they really stalking and then they say they got motion they just be talking know that they fake but I got a few real got a few NIL got a few deals got a few hummers man got a few wheels it ain't by the number that I cannot chill ain't solid as mama I know they gonna squeal sorry your honor I know what I did I don't follow no drama that is what it is for my brother them commas is all in my will big foe wow big oh my foe. god
0: I feel like my headphones are getting hot. They heat up. They heat up. The the laptop, everything getting warm. The the pod about to cut out. They heat up. It's over with. Mic drop. You had to hit us with all that. Thank you. I feel blessed. I feel... Wow. Um, You're amazing. Thank you. Like Simon Cowell said, superstar. 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 I keep my glasses on. I amazing pleasure. (laughs) This has been such a pleasure having you on the Sometimes I Hoop podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It's been amazing. Podcast will be back every week. Different guests following the latest on women's hoops. And this has been your host, Haley Jones. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Big (laughs) fold. Yes, ma'am. And we over with. We We over with. Ain't nothing left to do. Nothing. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to Sometimes I Hoop. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Haley.Jones, that's no I and Haley and three S's in Jones, to get all the Sometimes I Hoop content. You can also watch the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Thanks again for all your support. ThePlayersTribune.com